to our gala 50th episode of More to Come, um, recorded at the PW offices in New York City. I'm Calvin Reed, senior news editor, <laughs> senior news editor of Publishers Weekly and co-editor of PW Comics World. Check us out at publishersweekly.com slash comics. And I'm Heidi McDonald. I'm also co-editor of PW Comics World as well as the graphic novels review editor for Publishers Weekly and the editor-in-chief of The Beat at comicsbeat.com. And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons. I'm their podcast producer. This week on More to Come, uh, we're going to talk about TCAF, the Toronto Comic Arts Festival. Brooklyn Comics and Graphic Festival, no more. Anime crowdfunding site, uh, Comic Chameleon. 50th episode memories. Uh, and stay tuned uh, in this broadcast for a uh, comic giveaway and the news briefs. So, uh, TCAF, uh, Heidi did a great roundup of the uh, festival just this past weekend. Yeah, it was a great, another great show. Second year in a row I've been there. It's held at the Toronto Reference Library in downtown Toronto. And uh, Chris Butcher and Peter Burkamo from the Beguiling have really done a fantastic job of getting cartoonists from around the world. There was, uh, they had two mangaka there, very different ones, Tayo Matsumoto of Typhon Concrete and Gengora Tagame of um, Erotic Bara Game. <laughs> Impressive BDSC. pronunciation also, dear. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, comics, uh, both of them there. Um, also, Ruchu Modan from Israel. Um, Glenn Dillon from England. Um, boy, who else? Let's see. Who do they have from France? Oh, David B. from France mm. was there. Uh, comic, uh, uh, Judith Van der Stahl from Holland. Uh, Uli Lust from Germany. Uh, let's see. I'm your sure your headline, Canadians. indeed, there was Global Comics yeah, in Toronto. And yeah. there was a lot of Americans there even. So uh, absolutely pr incredible, really, uh, lineup of indie comics. Well, I say in the literary, artistic, yeah. com uh, cartoonists, and um, you know, kids comics, just just really uh, graphic novels at their finest. And the day before TCAF kicked off, uh, there was a library and educators' day with uh, a lot of programming, and and over a hundred librarians from uh, mostly local, but a few of them had traveled far, far farther, uh, came to. Oh, nice. uh, Learn about comics. A nice follow-up to your library piece. I'm sure uh, the librarians were, had read it. Then, yes, uh, had it was, a it was given suitable out, reception yes, for it you. Was, uh, given out and mentioned at the show quite awesome. a few times. Awesome, um, great. I mean, TCAF. I mean, I mean, to me, it's taken on. I haven't been, but it's taken on uh, a presence that seems much larger than than some of the. The, the literary, the indie festivals generally do. I mean, this well, really seems to... I think when you to... look at the global lineup of cartoonists yeah. that they have, I mean, it can't help but, uh, you know, have some kind of impact like that. I mean, I haven't even mentioned the American cartoonists who were there, like mm -hmm. Art Spiegelman, the Hernandez brothers, um, gosh, who else is there? I mean, not to mention, you know, people like Michael DeForge, mm -hmm. of course, he's Canadian. Mm -hmm. um, like everybody, drawn a quarterly was there. Fantagraphics was there. Dash Shaw was there. Um, I'm just really trying to think of uh, all of the books. Pretty much all of the books you mentioned in our spring announcements were yeah. being featured there. Uh, people really based their release schedule around TCAF now, so that was very impressive. Mm. Also on the web comic side, all of the Benign Kingdom and um, Topatico guys were there. Andrew Hussey from Homestuck was there. Had a huge line. 
uh, out into the hall. So I, I you know, I, I just, comics are big. Comics are really, really big in, in Canada at yeah. Toronto. So I think maybe a little too big. Uh, the, there was a big line to get in at one point. Um, the parties were super crowded. So uh, they like need most, to maybe expand to larger crowds. Well, I mean, that seems do, to be an issue. Size and, and growth is going to come an issue there as well. The library seems to be the place that everybody wants to hold it. So, um, you maybe know, they can I get a second problem. Site. Yeah. Oh well, I don't know about that. They've already expanded to local, uh, to the hotels and the bars surrounding the library. So uh, we'll see. You know, I talked to Chris Butcher about it. He says he would like to uh, expand the show, but um, because being at the library is so much a part of its ambiance and it's also free. They don't charge yeah. tables. They don't charge any admission. They don't charge for tables. Uh, so they don't even charge for tables. No, they don't charge for tables either. So really, hmm. the only way they have of making money is by selling T-shirts and posters and that kind of thing. So they basically, do make they some... need free premises. Well, and they, they must do. get some support, I assume, from well, the Canadian yes, or the Toronto of government. This is yeah. Canada, mm -hmm. and they like the arts there yes, still, yes, they do. despite everything. They so, like their art. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, yeah. I think there's been a lot of talk about making it in a bigger venue because it really has outgrown the library, but. It's like um, San Diego or uh, other shows that we love where the venue seems to have become such a part of it that, yeah. um, you know, moving it just doesn't seem appropriate either. So, you know, too much. Nobody goes there. It's too crowded. <laughs> that's, that's not right. Yogi would approve. Um, well, uh, BCGF RIP? Yes. Well, just before we sat down to do this podcast, there was a... A little notice on the Brooklyn Comics and Graphics Tumblr that said, thanks for all the tacos, uh, we're done. That isn't <laughs> well, exactly what it said. It said that in a different, more appropriate way. But um, Well, doggone it. I yeah, mean, I'm so this long is, and thanks for all the fish. Well, the yeah, Brooklyn Comics and so. Graphics Festival is certainly one of the, really one of the bright new spots on the festival circuit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's in its fourth year, and mm -hmm. you know that show had outgrown its venue too. Well, like yes, last year, they were held in a church basement, and yeah. it, was, it was like the first church basement was barely any bigger than the office we're sitting in now. I would say yeah. it's probably smaller than than like four of these offices put together, and it was totally crowded. And the new church basement was a little bit bigger, but uh, it got really hot and crowded yeah. and sweaty. It was yes, so it steamy that. Literally, things people had taped on the wall were peeling <laughs> off. Peeling. It was yeah. kind of gross, to be honest. Yeah, that's a lot of human breath. <laughs> yeah, it was. And uh, I mean, it really was a great show. That again, it had an awesome international cast. Uh, mm -hmm. Last year, yeah. they had Olivier Schrauen, Vlex Bollocks, um, you know, cartoonists from around the world. The, the top notch Chris Ware was there. Mm. Again, Art Spiegelman. Yep. Um, Matt Groening was known to show up. Uh, pretty amazing. And to just the brows. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and also a real fan favorite. Also, no, you know, no free admission. Uh, so it was jammed uh, the yes, entire again, time. Same thing. They did charge for tables, though. though. Yeah, they had yeah. to. But you know, it's, I think maybe just the fact that three people were putting it on was too much. Yeah, yeah, including I mean, obviously one of them is a, is a publisher. Obviously, Picture Box, and I guess it got to the point where either I'm going to put on a show or I'm going to publish books. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they all had day jobs, and yeah. I mean, putting on a show of an international stature like uh, BCGF, you know, yeah. I mean, actually, running a store or a running a popularity. We're, yeah, we're actually talking about so. uh, Dan Adel, uh, Bill Cartopoulos, and Gabe Fowler. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. And they all have business. Dan runs yes. Picture Box. Bill's yeah. a very busy educator. Uh, Gabe runs Desert Island, Island Comic right. Shop. Fabulous Comic Shop. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, well, it's kind of heartbreaking, but <laughs> these, these shows seem to be victims of their own success. I mean, yeah. they're they're not ending because 
well, this one isn't ending because no one like goes it. there. Yeah. You know, I mean, too many people are going there. It's really popular, and I guess they really just didn't see the ability to take it to another level. Yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, you know, I don't think they were making any money off of it. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think they wanted to make money off of it, but... But they wanted it to be sustainable. Right, exactly. And, you know, you have to get paid for your time at some point, so... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, book encompassing graphic festival. We hardly knew you. Yeah, uh, four great years. But you know, I, you know what? I'm sure something will something something will spring up. I mean, there's a new car festival in June called the Grand Street Brooklyn Comics Brooklyn Grand Comic Street okay. Festival or something. It's coming up in about three weeks. So and then um, we, there was one that uh, what was that other short oh, one? King one was horrible. King, King Con, Con or yeah, whatever. Don't go to King Con. That was unking Con. That, that lasted was a what, one year, Con. two years, something like that. That was like that for three or four years. Yeah. So I think that was called Joker Con. So. Yeah, Joker Con. <laughs> All right. Oh dear. All right, Arkham Con. Arkham Con. <laughs> All right. Well, moving right along, I'm sure there'll be, uh, you know, something will rush in to fill the vacuum. Anime crowdfunding. Anime crowdfunding. Um, because of the success of such crowdfunding platforms as Kickstarter, the anime industry in Japan has decided to get in on the action. Um, I suppose is a new attempt to try to harness the power of the internet, much like the much-beloved and long-lost J-Manga, uh, they have... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's um, say it about that, the better. Yeah, uh, Yam Yamori Telecasting and Tezuka Productions have started a website called Anime Soul, where um, they will stream episodes one day a week per series of different series that people might want to watch and get it on DVD in the United States. And the idea is you watch an episode and it has a little blinky button at the bottom saying, would you like to pledge money toward a DVD set? And if you do pledge money toward a DVD set and enough money is pledged, then they will make a DVD set of the show and will charge you the amount you pledged. So it's kind of like Hulu meets Kickstarter. Only <laughs> I like that. That's funny. You know, I guess at, at some point in the future, we'll be able to sort of crowdfund, you know, anything. You know, if you need a cup of coffee, you can, mm -hmm. like, put it up on the web and, you know, like... Yeah. Well, somebody if really wants to give it. you a do cup you, of coffee. You know, do it's... You know, uh, do you know anything about this site? Also, I saw people tweeting about Dicecom. Do you know I that one? I have not heard of that, that one. That was Dicece. It's another one. It's another streaming mm -hmm. anime site, mm -hmm. but I think it's out of Jap Japan itself, and... Uh, I, I was following Deb Aoki's Twitter feed, and she was saying it looked a little bit uh, lacking in certain, you know, oh, kinks. Yeah. They all have well, kinks. Anime yeah. Soul actually seems to be working quite well. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Uh, it looks good. very good. professional. And here's their current slate. They've got Blackjack, New Yatterman, Yatterman, Tobakage, Tekamon, Blue Blink, and Magical Angel Creamy Mommy. There you go. <laughs> All right. There that you sort go. of covers and the hits the just range keep on coming. Yeah. Of... <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Okay. Um, well, more to come on that. More to I'm come sure. on that. <laughs> I'm sure. All right. Uh, and comic chameleon. Uh, obviously, I don't much know much about this at all. Yeah, this but... is a story I've been covering for a while. It's mm -hmm. uh, an app for iPad, iPhone, and iPod Touch that uh, aggregates webcomics, some of the most popular ones, such as Dinosaur Comics, XKCD, Girls of Slingshots, and uh, many more. Um, it's put together by uh, Bernie Sow, who also is an actual web cartoonist, so he has great contacts in the community. And as opposed to some scraper sites, which just kind of, you know, roughshod RSS feed uh, aggregate 
the comics. This mm -hmm. is done fully with everybody's uh, permission. Uh, I haven't looked at it yet because I haven't downloaded. It's for uh, iOS six, and I haven't downloaded that for my iPad yet. So um, uh, more, it's, more it's, to come on that. But uh, anyway, it does. It, it, it you know for those of us like such as myself who isn't as up on every single webcomic and doesn't in the morning read all of the sites like she should. Uh, this is actually pretty handy because then I can just go on my iPad and see what's updated and read the latest. So, um, and it's a shared revenue model. Uh, I wrote a story about it back in December, I think, uh, for actually PW. So, uh, but it's finally launched in uh, Comic Good. Chameleon. Yeah, so check if it it's out. shared revenue, um, is the revenue just from buying the app or do you buy a it's subscription the app for the is comics? free. There's ads on it. So ah. it's not very much revenue. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> But it gives you exposure, I'm sure. Yeah, like I need exposure. I really, honestly think it's 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 more just a you know convenience. But it's a great idea. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I, and if it even brings in a little money. That's yeah, something. yeah, And I, I uh, think uh, I think just the and fact there's, there's some great comics yeah, on it too. I think just getting them in a, a platform and a, a, a um, you know tablet environment. I think that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm in the native tablet environment. Trying to download it. It's acting a little. Glitchy, but well, I'm sure they'll work out on Friday, the kinks so, eventually. Well, but you know, but more, check it out, yeah, more to come and, on that. and see for yourself. Maybe on the next update yeah. of Comics Chameleon. Uh, you know, uh, one item that actually I neglected to mention on the uh, the lineup, and I'm just going to say a few words really quickly. Uh, there's a um, I have to do a story uh, for Publishers Weekly this week on Archie Comics, and it really was about the growth of their their book format comics. In 2010, they switched their distribution over the Random House Publisher Service. And this, since that time, in an interview I had with uh, John Goldwater, the CEO there, and with uh, Harold Buckholz, who's uh, heading up the, their book division now, uh, their book publishing titles have just been blowing up. Uh, they, uh, uh, in particular, uh, The Best of Archie, Volume 1, th 1 through 3, which 3 is coming out in the fall, but uh, 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 books 1 and 2 have nearly 300,000 copies in print. This wow. is a 400-page uh, collection of the very best of Archie across the entire uh, 70 year history. So volume 3 wow. is coming out. Uh, Archie is also uh, doing more of its own production and design in-house as opposed to just doing the books with light with partners including doing a couple with Craig Yo, um, uh, another uh, uh, publisher that we love to talk about. Uh, in any event, I think they said their books, book revenues are up 400%. Ebook sales are up really big and you can look for about 40 titles from Archie this year and up to 50 next year. So, uh, wow, that's great. The, the book industry and the book and the trade book marketplace is really having a big impact on the bottom line. Are they distributed by Diamond? Uh, they're, uh, well, obviously, they're, they're, they're comic shop stuff is, but their they're distribution to the book trade is through Random House Publishing oh, okay. Services. Okay, so they have a very... They have a... Yeah. And, and, and really, uh, right uh, John talked a great deal about how uh, working with Random House really opened their eyes to opportunities in the book market that they just didn't exploit before. So there, you're going to see many more different kinds of formats. And when I talk about books, it's all kinds of books, from children's formatted books uh, to, you know, to uh, oversight trade paperbacks like uh, Archie the Married Life, which is also a huge success for them. The imagining, imagining Archie marrying either Betty or Veronica right, and alternating right. storylines, huge success. So they're, they're putting out trade paperbacks like that, hardcover books. So it's it, they're really uh, using the book trade. And, and Kevin Keller just won a Glad And, and, and yeah. Kevin Keller, yes. You know, we should have mentioned that too. Kevin know, Keller right? won that, yes. Uh, and, in fact, releasing a prose novel adaptation of the Kevin Keller 
uh, comics that actually were given away at the GLAD. I know, which is uh, crazy when you think of Archie is actually publishing uh, a comic book with a gay main character. Yes, uh, and it's a hit. And it's it's a wild hit. Yeah, every issue sells out. I mean, it's kind of crazy, man. Well, you know, it's it's magical times. There's something about Archie. You know, it's just. You know, it's it seems to be so rooted in the psyche of most Americans uh, that never underestimate that it's a comic yeah. that you can get on the newsstands. Yeah, yeah, and you just you and I think each generation expects to see an iteration in their image. They expect to see Archie in their time. Yeah, Archie and our yeah. times. Yeah, so there you go. So as you all know from seeing the little number on the podcast you just downloaded or are streaming. This is our 50th episode. This is our 50th episode. 50th episode, y'all. We made it. <laughs> and so as well as our 50th episode giveaway, we also uh, are going to reminisce. Oh, what a treat for you, dear listeners. I know. It's hard to, to pick out a highlight over the, all these 50 podcasts, which is what, two years? Yeah. When did we yeah, start? It started just in the summer of 2011? Started, yeah. We started yeah. two years ago. So, yeah. yeah. The numbers work out. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go. So, um, personally, I liked our Kirby special. I, I liked us you know going what? over. Yeah. That's going to be mine. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was really good, actually, also. Um, I, I kind of feel like we should do more comics history specials. I think it would be fun. I think we really I, should. I, I think so, too. And, um, yeah. Well, that's my, I have to admit, that's my, I was going to say that was my favorite. Well, my, my favorite was that time we sat in the conference room and the Xerox machine went on. You know, the memories of the <laughs> Isn't that recording. almost every one of the yes. early ones? Although, <laughs> although the funniest no. one was when um, it stopped and we thought it had stopped Xeroxing and we started talking again and then suddenly in the middle of a very interesting conversation it just roared back into yeah. life right that, away. That's the worst memory ever, to be honest. Oh, but, no, um, it's, it's not quite as bad as when they opened, uh, they Moved the server into the room <laughs> we oh, where we record, oh, yeah. and there was, was this sweet. droning in the background that nothing we did could stop. Mm. Well, and um, yeah. it was it was sad for you, dear listener, because there was a limit to how much of that I could filter out. But yeah, but we prevailed. I mean, we've yeah. done it when we were all in different states. Yes, even that's, yeah. you know, like uh, I've been at conventions, or Calvin has been on the road, and. Kate has I been away traveling. I had to take my, cat collar, my cat's collar off so you didn't hear jingly, jingly, jingly yeah. in the background. Oh, yeah. jingles. Well, I have to admit, one of my best uh, remote memories was actually interviewing Dylan Horrocks in... Uh, uh, at, Germany. At, in yes, Germany at Frankfurt Book Fair when he was one of the special guests because uh, they were honoring New Zealand. And we had to find a place where we could get it, the noise down to a low roar. And we found some... Um, supply opening door that led us actually outside of this mammoth hall and we basically sat on a loading <laughs> dock and uh, he was the nicest most delightful conversationalist you ever want to talk to I could have talked to him all afternoon uh, but we didn't I didn't have time and neither did he but he was incredibly generous uh, because I won't even go into the story of, of us trying to meet up <laughs> on the floor of this yeah. insane um, exhibition hall. But it was really one of, it, it was a great moment for me for this podcast, but just, uh, I'm a well, big fan anyway. Dylan's one of the nicest people uh, awesomely, in the universe, awesomely I think. Nice Not just in comics, but in the universe. He's pretty yes. much right so up there. That's so a, that's a, a wonderful memory yeah. for me. Uh, so, you know, I love that when we do the remote drop-ins, actually. We should do more of that. Also. We will do we more. We have a lot more to come on, on that, so. Yes. 
Yes. So. Well, Heidi, you go to a lot of interesting places, and we'd love to have some remote drop-ins from you. Yes, if I, you know, stay alive on my travels, sometimes that, that is hard enough to keep my yes. phone this phone charged. But it, yeah, definitely something that I, I will uh, endeavor to do more of in the future. Well, uh, I'm sure there's going to be more because Book Expo America is on the Just horizon. The so much, right. much more to come. More to come. But yes, here's to fifty. Great podcast. 50 big ones. Yeah. And 50 more. Yes. Yeah, yes. And we're en route to, to the next 50. And thanks to you, our loyal pod, podcast audience. Yep. Thank you very much Absolutely. for listening. And if you want to hear more of anything, email us at pwcomicsworld yes. at gmail. That's our uh, landline, link line, whatever. So, you know. So, what would you comment. like to hear on yes. Comics yes. World? Let us know. Yes. And don't forget to check out publishersweekly.com slash comics. We've got wonderful articles and all kinds of fun things. Yes. Now, on to the briefs. Now, on to the briefs. Um, in a news story that would not have made sense a year and a half ago, um, the anchor for ABC's new lineup for next fall is a show based on Marvel's secret agency, S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, in this case, it is starring, as its main character, to great acclaim from fans, Clark Gregg, who played the inimitable Agent Coulson in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and a variety of baby agents played by actors we've never heard of, and a mysterious superhero for whom there is much speculation whether he is Luke Cage or Rage. Personally, I'm hoping he's not Rage, because the high point of Rage was taking out Doctor Doom with a cupcake. But, uh, you know, actually, I think it's been pointed out that it isn't Luke Cage. I think it might be some new character. You know, the rage thing was based on pretty uh, circumstantial evidence. So I, well, I, I, I think the, the identity of the new character is well, the hooded man is unknown. Yeah, yeah well, personally, I'm hoping he's not rage because rage has the worst backstory ever. He's a black man who's really, really angry, oh. and it made him extra strong. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be the well, best Well, I guess that makes us all... Superheroes. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. In DC news, after the success of Batman Earth One and Superman Earth One, they're now bringing out Wonder Woman Earth One from Grant Morrison and Yannick, no, Yannick Paquette. But meanwhile, there are cancellations. Dial H for Hero is shutting down, as is the acclaimed Demon Knights, my favorite. Oh well, can't have everything. Uh, also in New Comics News, uh, Matt Fraction and Howard Chaikin are teaming up for an image comic entitled Satellite Sam, coming out this July. And that's it for our news, but <laughs> it is not it for our giveaways. Yeah. It is time for our very special giveaway. We haven't done this for a while. Yes, but you know, for our loyal readers who yeah. stuck with us this far, you get a chance to win an awesome book. Okay, so the code word is Liberty Meadows. So put this in the body of your email to pwcwgiveaway at gmail.com, along with your name and address. And if you don't put your address, you don't get the book yes, if you're selected. Because we cannot... Because it is an intelligence test as well. That's exactly. Because <laughs> we cannot mail a beautiful hardcover coffee table book full of Frank Cho comics to an email address. It Our readers work. are very intelligent, so I'm sure right. the intelligence test will be passed with flying colors. And basically, if you don't put your address in there, I get to take them home. Yes. Right. So, so remember, the code word Think is about that. Liberty Meadows. 
And uh, the winner will get book one Sundays of his comics. Of that eponymous comic, yes. Okay. And right. there will be more to come. Yes, more right. yeah, so of us come. yabbering and, and more comics to give away as well. 